it is time. Matthew, it is time for football. (laughs) Welcome in, everyone. Episode 94 of the Chums of Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. And we are at week one of the 2021 season. All this waiting, Matt, and we are finally here. We actually have football. How excited are you? Oh, my goodness. It's, it's what all of our long nights and long days <laughs> have uh, <laughs> gone into here. Uh, not just for the fantasy football prep. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, you probably have your fantasy draft in yet. So right now, get your lineup set. And just enjoy some football. It's been a while, boys. So worry about the starts and sits after all the dust settles and just enjoy watching some games. Yeah, Sundays have been weird. Like the first Sunday after the Super Bowl, I just kind of like putter around my house. <laughs> I don't really have any aim for like anything that I'm doing. I'm just kind of like, what what should I be doing with myself right now? Except drinking beer and slamming wing dip. <laughs> probably probably chores yeah that's what i've been doing so now i don't have to do chores anymore that's so Mm -hmm. great football's here um this is gonna be good though so we're gonna have today on today's show it's a lot of week one prep uh we're gonna do news and notes we're gonna do injury updates we're gonna bring back the confidence picks yes we're gonna do our champs of the week we're gonna do our chumps of the week we're gonna do our dfs picks and we're gonna do a little listener league preview it is gonna be busy so let's get right into it matt okay mm. also we should say scott is working again he's getting slammed if you hear him sometimes that's amazing and with just poor guy poor guy's getting beaten to death but he gets football this weekend so that'll be fine anyway quick question kickoff question i should say how many hot dogs do you think you could eat in a 24-hour span? Oh, 24 my God. hours, not like the okay. quick 12-minute thing. Okay, no gookin. Yeah, no. So that's that's the rule. If you throw up, yeah. we stop, we stop it, and then we're gonna start, we're gonna try again the next day. Are these are are these like the 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 wimpy cheap Oscar Meyer little dogs, or are these like the big old Costco like Half pound hot dog. No, in somewhere in the between. Beef and grease. Okay. <laughs> somewhere in the between. Just your standard, like, like the the ones that Joey Chestnut eats on the thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And bun, bun included in this. Bun, inclu- bun included. That bun included. Mm-hmm. I think a twenty four hour period. I'm thinking thirty. Oh man. <laughs> That's like that's not even that's half really of what good. Joey Chestnut puts down in like twenty minutes. I think I'll throw up and then I'll I'll, I'll have it ruined, even in twenty four no, hours. I could do. I wouldn't feel good, but I could do thirty in twenty four hours. I think I could. I I think I could do like fifteen. Honestly, I don't think. I think that we like to think that we could do. <laughs> Did you compare us to Joey Chestnut just now? <laughs> I said Joey Chestnut does more than twice that in yeah. like 20 minutes. Yeah. How long does he get? And he did like 75 oh, or some shit. I thought it was like 12 minutes. You may have it to look that be, up, yeah. but it's, it's quick. But like, if like I have, we, we literally have as many hours as he has minutes <laughs> and we can't do a little under half. I think we can do it, Danny. I'm Come being on. realistic. Okay. <laughs> it's like a case race. Me and you together have to put down 30 hot dogs. <laughs> oh, that's that's the game we need to be doing. Speaking of that, if you like everybody's seen the hot dog eating contest and then when Joey Chestnut inevitably wins and they like hoist him around of that chair, he just looks so like miserable and sweaty yeah. and 
hates life. He's like, but I did it. <laughs> he just goes back to his hotel and looks at himself in the mirror and just goes, what the fuck happened to you, Joey? This is your is life. It worth it, Joey? Got, is it worth it? Bun falling all over your face here. Just soaked in water. <laughs> dog water. You're like dog water all over your face. All right, you got 30. I got, I think, 15. I think I will throw up. I honestly think I'll throw up. But and then I then I'll have to do it again the next day. Then this is the rules. I wonder I wonder what Scott would say. Scott will go somewhere in the between. We'll say he'll say twenty four. I feel like Scott's could Scott could pound some dogs. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Well, that was the quick question <laughs> to get us in the mood for football. We got to talk hot dogs. Am I right? All right, let's get into some news though. The big news recently is that the New Orleans Saints released Latavius Murray uh, apparently because of some contract dispute over how much he was supposed to get owed. And I think that they wanted him to take a, a pay cut. And he said, no, and they released him. Uh, that's weird, right? Because he was a really, really good backup running back in the league. Is every single other team clamoring over Latavius Murray now? And what kind of fantasy implications is there with this release? I'm not sure what team I think would be a great fit for him. First of all, yeah, that's that's odd. It, it really boosts Kamara in my book. And uh, was it Tony Jones there kind of gets a little bit of fantasy value. But man, Kamara seems like he's fallen into a very high usage situation here in New Orleans. And I have zero shares. Right Me now, too. So I am not happy about that. Uh, I mentioned before I was hiring him last year and uh, kind of let rankings talk beat him down a bit. And I was talking about him number one overall for a while. And guess where he finished? Number one overall. So that's correct. Um, hopefully I don't miss out big again on that bad boy. Mm-hmm. I, I would be, you know who I would sign if you're going to run to the waiver wire and pick somebody up. Tony Jones is a good one. Like you said, I'd pick up Latavius Murray. <laughs> I think, I think wherever he goes, he's going to have value. That's how good he is. You know where, I mean, where could he end up? What would be the best spot for him to end up? You know what? No matter where he goes, he's going to screw things up for fantasy for somebody, right? Yeah, he'll probably end up going to Atlanta. <laughs> oh, Atlanta's a good Ugh. one. Yeah, oh. that's a, that's a, that's a probably good one, but that's, yeah, he, that's do a good that. one. he could go to Buffalo. Buffalo could screw things up, certainly. I, I don't think Buffalo's looking to like throw a wrench in the mix at this point in the season. I think they're like, we know what we got. They might not have fantasy feature running backs, but they got running backs that can support that offense. He could go to Arizona, but they just added James Conner there, and that would just throw a wrench. Jacksonville. Miami, Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, mm. He could go a lot of places. No one wants to go to Houston. He won't go there. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, that one is so crowded already with Lindsey yeah. and David Johnson and I guess Lindsay Rex Burkhead and Mark Ingram. <laughs> it's on certainly interesting to think about. Usually there is one team at the beginning of the season where it's like they need a running back. And I don't. He could go to L.A. The Rams. Really? That's true. That's true. I know Sony was the first big back to go there, but. Mm-hmm. Should he could go to New England? New England always tax on guys like this right before the season starts. Would you toss a dollar of fab on uh, Latavius Murray? I would. I'd throw a fab at him. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, your boy, 
signed with the Baltimore Ravens to their practice squad and all signs point to as soon as he gets acclimated to the system, he'll be on the actual NFL roster. Uh, I still think that Tyson Williams is the guy to own. That isn't Gus Edwards for Baltimore, but do you disagree? I think Gus Edwards is the only guy that I feel comfortable owning right now until I hear that Lovell not only has learned the playbook, but also been, uh, I guess, effective, uh, been a benefit in the locker room and willing to be part of the team. And there just seems like so much off the field crap with him. And if he comes down to earth and just plays the game at the level that he can, Mm-hmm. Um, and accepts whatever role they give him, he's going to be an f- asset fantasy football, absolutely. But Prove that he's not a washed-up, dusty old fart. He's only like 26. Doesn't he just <laughs> seem like he falls in the category of like 30-plus right now? Because we've talked yeah. about him so much. And like he, went to, he just went to the Chiefs, and he didn't do shit. And well, he, Kansas yeah, City is I, perfect. He, it seemed like he was on Pittsburgh forever, and then he took a year off, and then he went to the Jets, Jets and then he went to the Chiefs, and now he's on the Ravens, and it seems like he's been he's, bouncing around for years. He is not 26. Is he 26? It's going to make me so sad if Le'Veon Bell is 26. Check me. I am right now. Le'Veon Bell, age 29. Oh, I'm well, I'm dyslexic, Danny. Thanks for <laughs> bringing that up. Okay, that tell everybody. <laughs> oh, um, he's number 26, Danny. Come on. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big thing. Um, some injury updates to pay attention to. Nothing. I mean, well, I shouldn't say nothing major because there could be some major stuff going on. But Saquon Barkley finally has contact in practice and he's eyeing a week one starts. They don't know about how much usage. Probably not 100% since he just started having contact a week before the season starts. But if you draft a Saquon Barkley, you got to start him though, right? Yeah. Be don't shame on you for drafting Saquon Barkley, but yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta start him. <laughs> I I think you have to, but temporary expectations. I don't think it's gonna he's gonna go completely nuts there. I don't think they're gonna let him go completely nuts there. But you gotta start him. Austin Eckler, Matt, worked with trainers today. Today being Wednesday, the Wednesday before the season that we're talking about this, he worked with trainers today, and it was officially a did not practice because of a hammy, I believe. I've been saying it all year, Danny. He's a hamstring waiting to get hurt. You have said that every day. You text me that every morning. He's just a hammy waiting to get hurt. <laughs> um, I think with him out, isn't Justin Jackson's a guy to own here, right? Everything says I mean, Justin well, Jackson. They're, they're not the same back, obviously, but Justin Jackson, I think, has been getting the most work outside of Austin Eckler. I don't mm, think. Uh, I think that's right. Who's the other guy back there? Uh, There's Larry Kelly. Roundtree and Joshua, Joshua Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Roundtree's Kelly fell b- below Roundtree. I think Roundtree's above him now. Hell yeah, he is. Love Roundtree. Love him when he's on Mizzou. That is something to really note, though. That's that's probably the most major of the news. There might be a couple more further down the line, but Austin Eckler not practicing this close. That is scary. Have a backup plan. I, I agree. I think it's Justin Jackson for at least week one, and we'll see what happens. But DeAndre Swift, he was scaring everybody over the last week, but apparently he practiced in full today, so he's going to be a full go to get destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers uh, stellar defense. So And a split touches with Jamal Williams. Are you starting to, if you, if you had DeAndre Swift, do you have confidence in starting him? 
Uh, no, I, I don't either. I, I have, I have a more league. confidence starting Jamal Williams, and I don't know why. I think it's just because I feel like I had such more value uh, when mm-hmm. I drafted him instead. Right. I I certainly will not predict that Jamal Williams gets more fantasy points. Than this book, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, to be clear, I'm not saying that you should. Uh, AJ Brown not practicing Wednesday. They described it as a rest today. Um, but still, I don't love it. He had, he had a surgery on both knees, didn't he, in the offseason? Was it both knees or just one knee? I think it was both knees he had issues with. But, yeah, I, uh, it seems like it, from multiple sources, they're saying it's just a rest day. Yeah. But we've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. And especially when your other stud wide receiver is Julio Jones. Dude, this is a game that's been played with him since eternity. I don't need AJ Brown to start playing the same game. Yeah, because no doubt, directly after the game, after week one, Julio Jones will not practice the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. And be questionable. He'll take a fall. He'll come out of every single game. You go, well, that's it for Julio. And then he'll be back and catch like a 45 yard slant for a touchdown. Like, okay, I I don't know what to do with you. (laughs) But I guess it's something to monitor. Um, We are a little ways away. I all signs point to him playing, but have a backup plan. Uh, Josh Reynolds being a good backup plan, I think, from the Titans if AJ Brown does not play. Do you agree with I think that? He's, I think he's a reasonable uh, roster stash at this point, just given the concerns about AJ Brown. If this is more than a rest day and with Julio's always Julio shenanigans, <laughs> yeah. Josh Reynolds should have the wide receiver three spot locked up um which would be valuable on some teams just not in this team that passes a little bit less but if anything happens to these guys he he hasn't been awful in the past and he could step into a bigger role we're going to talk about him uh, this whole season i can already tell with the injury uh tags that are going to be on brown and jones (laughs) we're going to talk about reynolds constantly uh curtis samuel left practice wednesday he's had this groin injury for months and did you see the video of the last route that he ran today at practice? Not, he, not, not really hard. He didn't go super hard. There's no contact. There's no defender. He was just making a couple cuts kind of gingerly. And then you just, he didn't like, oh, like grab his leg or anything like that. But you could just tell he was going gingerly. And then he kind of just walked to the side and took off his helmet. And he just looks frustrated. Mm-hmm. There's, so he's listed as questionable. I yeah, don't think a- there's any chance he's going to play. That's a soft tissue injury right there. Mm. Lingering and frustrating and not fun. So assume that he's not going to be there. Uh, That's a real bummer, though. Limited in practice. Darnell Mooney was limited and Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham's been limited because he's coming off that knee injury, though. I don't think there's anything to worry about yet with those two guys, especially Beckham. I think there's nothing that's going to be wrong with him, so you can fire him up. But Fire him up! Anything else injury or news related before we get into week one, Matthew? No, just that it sounds like you have a little extra pep in your voice today. I think you're excited about this uh, football week. I'm cheesed up, man. I am. (laughs) I started right off with my hot dog question. They got me all fired up for this. You know what the best thing to do with hot dogs, though, is and also uh, hamburgers or cheeseburgers is you take wing dip and uh, you lay it on top of the hot dog or the burger, depending on which one you have. Um, even if you have like the soupy kind of wing dip, it's like a chili dog though. But but uh, but with with wing dip, and if that's it's thicker. It's a topping. If it's soupier, it's a chili dog. Thank you. That's correct. Yeah, but I recommend doing that it, any any point in your life. Just put wing dip on more things, and your life's gonna be a lot uh, 
lot spicier. See what? <laughs> yeah. All right, I gotta, I gotta play out this tangent. So I'm gonna bring this up only because I, I thought about it because there's a story where Danny, when he was a child, used to like a dot of mustard on each slice of hot dog that That's he would correct. get. Yep. And uh, I guess I first have to ask you: Have you heard of the trend? And the fad of putting mustard on watermelon. No, but it's so okay. I'm going to get into something after you're done with this. No, that sounds horrifying. No, and I like <laughs> I love yellow mustard and I love watermelon, but yeah. just plain old yellow mustard and sliced up watermelon. Um, we had a watermelon recently, and I was like, you know what? We're going to try it. And I tried it. It's it's okay. I mean, I get it. Like a dot, but- like I did with hot dogs. You can put a dot or a line or whatever, oh. but I also gave it to my two and a half year old daughter. And ever since she tried it, every time she eats watermelon, now she asks for mustard with it. Wow. <laughs> so it's a it's a thing. And she she doesn't just want a, a, a little pile of mustard to dip in. I have to sit there and put a dot of mustard on each uh, piece of watermelon. Just like her uncle. Good girl. (laughs) Uh, Have you heard of putting salt? I think that's more common. Is putting salt on your watermelon? You heard of that? No, I haven't. It's also weird. That that seems more normal, like salty and sweet. I agree. (laughs) That's a bit more similar with the, well, I guess the the mustard with the watermelon is like your vinegar and your sweet and... I don't know. So I just imagine it's not bad. It's not like gagging, disgusting. It's just like I get it. Who did that? Who did that first? And they're like, "Oh, I got something here." (laughs) I think of no, you got mustard on my watermelon. (laughs) Wait, you got watermelon on my mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Officer Reese. (laughs) (laughs) Like I imagine watermelon. If you shake a salt, like a salt shaker over it. I imagine it like a slug that it was yeah. just like, sh- isn't that the, <laughs> the image that you have? It's like shrivel up there. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you told me about putting salt in your, was it chocolate milk? No. I <laughs> wasn't I, you. I used to for a while in like my draft light beers at like bars and stuff. Oh. People would put salt in their beers and it makes it bubbly. It's like, sure, I'll do it. And it doesn't really change the flavor much, but it does make <laughs> your beer you more bubbly. A bubbly beer. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was looking if for. If you want a slightly saltier, more bubbly beer, drop a little bit of salt in it and uh, have have a blast, listeners. Come to Chumps and Champs for your <laughs> weird-ass food tips. <laughs> you know what else would be great on watermelon? A little bit of wing dip. <laughs> right there on top. I haven't, I haven't seen that one trending on TikTok, Danny, but I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into our confidence picks, Matt, just for the champs who don't remember this from last year. So we made our picks all the week. <laughs> That's not a sentence. We <laughs> we made our picks for every game this week and gave it a confidence rating of if we're most confident in the team we have, it's a 16. If we have zero confidence at all, it's a one. And we're doing this not against the spreads, just straight up games. We're going to run through all of our games will tell you our locks of the week and our upsets of the week so matt you ready i am ready and i want to preface this by saying week one has a lot of good matchups mm-hmm. we're gonna give you our confidence points but you might just want to like throw that baby out with the bath water just just listen to our picks <laughs> yeah and just do take this to vegas okay because we put a lot <laughs> of effort in this we've been thinking about this for weeks and we finally figured out the right answer so all right, Matt. 
tomorrow's matchup, I guess if by the time people are listening to this, it might be today or it might be yesterday, depending on when I get to edit this thing. (laughs) (laughs) So the uh, Cowboys at Buccaneers, I've got the Buccaneers with a confidence of three. I have the Cowboys with the confidence of five. Look at that. Are we just both going contrarian against the Super Bowl champs here? No, I picked the Buccaneers uh, when I said. Oh, did you? The, I said. Oh, okay. I thought you no, said Cowboys. No, Buccaneers. Did I? No, the Buccaneers at three. Um, first disagreement of the NFL season between us. Ooh-wee. Now Tom Brady's going to handle it. Eagles at Falcons. I've got the Falcons at seven. You got the Falcons at 11. Mm, love it. You're big on Atlanta this year. Steelers at Bills. I got Bills at eight. I got my baby Bills at 12. Good I'm for you. Bigger on everything. We're also down kind of combined on the Steelers, and I've got the Bills winning the Super Bowl, so I got to go there. Vikings at Bengals. Wee, wee, wee. I got an upset alert here. I got Bengals taking down the Vikings with the confidence of five. I got Bengals taking down the Vikings with the confidence of four. All right. So I'm way more confident. Yeah. 49ers at Lions. I've got the 49ers with a locked and loaded 16. That is my lock of the week, Matt. Got San Fran with a confidence of six. Oh, that's not at all your lock of the week. Not that confident. Cardinals at Titans. I've got the Titans at 11. Titans at 16, and I, I can't say I'm that confident, but like I said, the, the, the matchups were so close this week. Eventually, I just said, fuck it. I'm giving my Titans a 16, and there we go. Get it, girl. Let's win, boys. The Seahawks at Colts. I've got the Seahawks at nine. I got Seahawks at eight. Good. Same page there, finally. Chargers at Washington football team. Uh, I got the Chargers at two. Oh, <laughs> I got Washington football team at 14, Danny. What? You want to put money on this game? Five bucks, five bones. Your confidence is making me scared. No, we'll do a, we'll do something, but I don't want that one to be involved. That's scary. Against Herbie? Psh, shoot. But shoot. also, I'm over under three stacks for chase young (laughs) in this game that guy's a monster wouldn't bet against that offense in a lot of situations but if eckler has a banged up hamstring and they're playing against washington's d in general oh uh, i forgot about the eckler in washington i i know that samuel isn't going to be there but i don't think that's the biggest cog in this machine i i forgot about the eckler thing uh i might change that jets at panthers i've got the panthers at six I have got the Panthers at 10. Nice. Jaguars at Texans in probably the game of the week. I would, I would imagine right between now I've got, I've got the, the Texans at one. I got the Texans at three. There you go. See, I wanted (laughs) everyone's so down on the Texans and I get it, but they're going to pull a Jaguars of last year and go one and oh, and then go oh and I guess sixteen this year. Yeah. Go one to sixteen. I was literally just going to say the same thing. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. let's, let's let's see it happen. The Browns at the Chiefs. I've got the Chiefs at fourteen. Chiefs at thirteen. Yeah, they're really good. You know they're ten and zero under Patrick Mahomes in the month of September. 
That's I, stupid, I right? I don't care. <laughs> the Dolphins at Patriots. I got the Dolphins at four. I got the Dolphins at two. Okay. A little double upset. <laughs> the Packers at the Saints, but really it's at the Packers because they're playing. Uh, not No, they're not playing at Green Bay, but they're not playing in New Orleans. I think it's neutral. Is that right? Neutral site? Yeah. Is that at uh, least just somewhere up in Louisiana, like Baton Rouge? Can they have? I thought them? they might actually be playing in Jacksonville, which is interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to vet that. Oh but. yeah, I, it's surprising they can't just go to a college team. But let me see. Right. Well, you can give me your pick, Danny. Well, all right. The uh, I got the Packers at fifteen. I have the Saints at one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell that uh, I was throwing a little bias in a few of these picks? Yeah, but, uh, maybe, maybe a little. I think Jameis Winston is going to come out slinging. I think Kamara is going to come out whipping whipping his body around. And <laughs> we're going to see some surprises. And Narlins is going to rise up and thrive here in the midst of a hurricane. You're going to whip the something aftermath. around. The Broncos at Giants. I've got the Broncos at 13. Broncos at 15, Berga. Mm-hmm. Bears at Rams. I got Rams at 12. I really wanted to go Bears here. I think if it was in Chicago, I would have, but I went Rams 9. And then the Monday night game, the Ravens at Raiders, and I got the Ravens at 10. Ravens 7. All right. Not so bad. Not so bad. Okay, so the tiebreakers. No. Oh. Who will score the most points this week, Matt? <laughs> Forgot to select that one. You go, Danny. I am going to take the LA Rams. I think they're going to put. Uh, I think they're going to put a forty burger on the Bears this week at home. Matthew Stafford's just going to whip that ball around fifty-five times, four touchdowns, domination. I I had selected Indianapolis, and I know that that was a mistake, but I just clicked <laughs> something as I was going because I don't even have them winning. <laughs> but um, since I don't have a pick, let me just defend why the Tennessee Titans are going to score the most because this is going to be a high scoring matchup. As much as Tennessee is a run first team, they're playing against Arizona. These defenses aren't terrible, they're improving, but at the same time, they're not the best defenses in the league. Arizona can certainly put up points. So, Tennessee, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to get out of their comfort zone of running constantly and put the ball in the air a little bit more. And they have the, op- the, the weapons to do that. We're going to see this game get a lot higher. I think betting the over in this is the way to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you my least points this week. I've got Detroit. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But that's what I put there against San Francisco. Well, um, do you want to pick, do you want to make a pick? Yeah, I had. I did have this one selected. I have the New York Giants against Denver. I, I've been snatching up Denver's D in all my fantasy leagues because I like their first couple week matchups, and this is one of them. Um, I think Denver's D is going to be solid, and the Giants are middling at best, especially with a questionable Saquon, right? Right, right. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll do our chumps and champs and DFS picks and all that good stuff. Stick around. Hey, everybody. Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football. And I'd be willing to bet that if you're uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. 
And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker podcast. We cover all things baseball. So whether you want to hear about the latest on the field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back, champs. Week one preview, Chumps to Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. Matt, did you see what uh, Tanya Snyder, the Washington football team, the co-CEO and husband of the owned co-owner, Dan Snyder, blah, blah, see what she said about the eight final names for Washington football team? What they've decided on, there's a final eight, an elite eight for what Washington could be named in the future. You want to hear them? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Can I guess as many as possible? Yeah, yeah. That, I like that even better. So go ahead. It was the Red Hogs. Red Hogs is on there. The Red Wolves. Red Wolves. I knew those two were going to be yeah. in the mix. You have the, mentioned a the, couple. The football team. The football team. Yes. Let's see the presidents, the presidents, the defenders, the defenders, and then there's three more. I don't know if you named. All right, just give those to me. I'm tired of guessing. The Armada. Does that make Does that make sense? I don't know. The brigade. Don't like it. No, I hate and, that. And the commanders. What's your favorite out of that? Uh, I already hate the commanders because of Handmaid's Tale. That's true. <laughs> That's fair. I like Red Wolves and Red Hogs. Yeah, a lot of their fans hate them uh, for. Uh, I think they just think they're too like generic, whatever. But I think they're the best like football team names, to be honest. Um, yeah. And if you want to try to get into like the history behind Washington, then you're saddled with things like the Capitals and the Presidents and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm okay. Like I get. I think the the reason behind the hogs was they had those fans that always dressed up in pig outfits. So yeah, like, has to do with. But I mean, it's that's a name right there. God, the red hogs would be so cool. I think red wolves honestly sounds super badass. Yeah. So that would be my choice. But anywho, all right, guys, let's get into it. The, the chumps and champs of the week for week one. Then we're gonna get into our DFS picks, and then we're gonna do a little listener league preview of what we're expecting this upcoming weekend week one as the champs look to blow out the chumps uh in that league but let's start matt with the champs of the week who is your quarterback champ of the week champ and i'll I'll preface this by saying these are our start sits of the week um not necessarily the guys who we think are going to have the most fantasy points at that position fair enough but uh, my champ of the week is more of a sleeper play, a, a streaming quarterback, if you will, this week. Um, but I have Jimmy Gary Polo mm-hmm. as my champ of the week at quarterback. Have you ever said his name the correct way? Yeah, I always say Grappolo. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he is certainly a free agent in at least one of my leagues, and I think a couple of them. So he's a guy that you can pick up and play. Uh, he's playing at Detroit, a team that I think is going to be somewhat easy to pick on this year. 
I don't think they're just going to fly out to a huge lead. I think Detroit will put some points on the board to keep it competitive enough, and I think he'll have a decent week. Feel free to stream him or DFS him this week. I agree. Um, I got Kirk Cousins, uh, Minnesota Vikings against Cincinnati. Cincinnati, prove it. Prove it that you've improved that defense. I mean, we like the Bengals' offense, but I think that the Bengals' defense is what really needs to bring them up so they can rise up in the AFC North. Week one, prove it. I think Kirk Cousins can uh, can sling that rock around, and he's going to give you some uh, good value there. Matt, do you want to just go through the rest of our champ positions, or do you want to swing over to the chumps and go back and forth? What do you want to do? Let's just go to chumps here, and yeah. I'll throw my chump out there. It wasn't heavily drafted this year, but I feel like he's certainly going to be in the fantasy mix uh, again at some point in the season. But I have Ben Roethlisberger as my chump. Don't think he's he's started in many leagues right now, but he's playing at Buffalo. It just seems like a poor and apparently poorer weather conditions too there. Um, I'm I'm not considering streaming Ben Roethlisberger in Week One. Hell no! Against Buffalo, hell no! I say hey, no, no. And I will take Russell Wilson, which is interesting because I know you probably have to start him because you put you invested that much draft capital. I understand you have to, but I don't love not being in Seattle week one. I don't love it being with the Indianapolis Colts. Really good defense. I don't love it. I mean, I get again, I get it. You have to start him, but temporary expectations as this team tries to figure out they want to be a let Russ cook kind of team or a let's run the ball kind of team one way or the other. That's good defense, and that offensive line needs to show up. So, Matt, your champ running back. My champ running back is Joe Mixon versus Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota's D is going to be monstrous against them in this game. <laughs> and uh, like you just mentioned, you think Kirk Cousins can put some points up? Well, I think since he can put some points up, I think there's going to be some points scored in this game, and Mixon's going to get his share. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm liking him. I'm liking the situation here. I do too. I love Joe Mixon for season long and I love him in week one as well. I'm with you. Raheem Mostert is my running back champ of the week. Look, main reason he's healthy. And when he's healthy, he's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. And they're, like Matt said with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, they're playing Detroit. So I think that they're not going to need to do too much to win this game. And I think Raheem Mostert, he only needs to touch the ball like eight times and he'll get like 90 yards and two scores. So fire him up. Fire up Raheem Mostert absolutely this week. Matt, your chump running back. Chump running back. And that's sit running back for me is Saquon Barkley. What? what? I don't. Obviously, you're not sitting him. We mentioned that earlier, but he's my chump nonetheless. Um, his knee was limited in practice this week. We're not sure what his his status is week one. Everything's saying he's going to play, but to what capacity and with how many touches, we don't know. He's playing against a defense that I like in week one, so I'm I'm staying away all over the place. Not big on Saquon Barkley in general, but if you're big on him and you have him rostered, I wouldn't expect much until. I wouldn't expect much until you know. You don't know until you know with this guy. No joke. I would start Mostert over Barkley this week. Is that crazy? If you had it's, to choose between the two, I would choose Mostert. Crazy. It's ballsy though. It's very okay. ballsy. Okay, whatever. My running back chump sit of the week is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
And it really bums me out, but I think this is going to be a Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill type of day. Clyde Edwards Lair has been banged up since week two of the preseason. So I think that they're not going to overdo it with him, even in a really tough matchup against Cleveland. I, I don't love it. So I get that you have to start him. You took him in like the third round of the draft, but again, just easy on the expectations. I take, I take Raheem Mostert over him. That's what the, ne- the next segment is just going to be who I would start Raheem Mostert over. It's just going to be a list of names. Is that cool? Sounds good. It's going to be everybody except Derrick Henry. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. So wide receiver champ of the week for Matt. My wide receiver champ of the week is Michael Pittman. And I chose him as a, he's fairly deep. He's rostered on most leagues, but he's a guy that's going to usually be on your bench, or at least that's what your plan was to start the season. But his window is early in the season with uh, T.Y. Hilton out. He is going to be thrusted into a starting role. He showed some promise last year. Yeah, it's a new quarterback, but it's Carson Wentz. And I think uh, their reports look good through the preseason. They're at home versus Seattle. Um, and they're not necessarily the Legion of Boom at this point. They're they're not the best secondary. So I think he can find his. Um, this is the week I, I think I feel free pulling the trigger on him. Would you pull a trigger week one or do you want to see something first, Danny? Nope. Nope. I want him. I want to lock and load him. Without T.Y. Hilton there, yeah, I, I, I'm completely in. I think Paris Campbell has been banged up a little bit. So, yeah, I'm all about starting Michael Pittman, and I think I'm going to in a league. So, yes, absolutely. Okay. My, wide, my wide receiver champ of the week is Julio Jones. Julio! Julio Jones versus Arizona. Similarly to Raheem Mostert, Julio Jones is healthy for possibly the only week of the season <laughs> right now. And A.J. Brown is going to he'll be there. A.J. Brown's going to start, but. I think Julio Jones is going to break out week one, and we're all going to go, oh, my God, this Titans offense. This is going to be a shootout, so Julio Jones is going to be a part of it. People want to act like coaches are just just going to play based on what they see and everything, but there's there's money involved, and there's what the fans want to see and everything, and don't act like there's not a push to see Julio make a big play or catch a touchdown in week one and kind of give the fans the, oh, yeah, yeah, we did the right thing there. (laughs) That was right. That was right. And then after the game, they'll be like, well, he just he, he didn't re-injure his foot. He's just aggravated. And just, he's and like, questionable. And for the rest of the season, he's questionable <laughs> and missing practice. So be prepared for that, too. But Matt, why don't you give us your chump wide receiver of the week? My chump is Tyler Lockett at Indy. Look at this. I'm going flippy floppy on the matchup. But Indy does have some really good corners. And I think that they might split both DK and Lockett. Um, I have more faith than DK having a big game here, catching one or two big plays. Lockett, he could just get shut down, and he's going to be easier for you to bench if you have him, I guess. If you have DK, you're firing him up, in my opinion. Lockett, I, I'd, if I had Lockett and Pittman, I'm starting Pittman. I'm benching Lockett. That's as easy as I can make it. Mm, yeah. I mean, he does have his disappear moments. I, I sat, I had my chump as Russell Wilson. You have yours as Tyler Lockett. Ugh. Yet I was super confident in the Seahawks. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. My chump of the week wide receiver is Deontay Johnson, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo. I think Deontay might get the Tredavious White treatment, which 
helps nobody except for the Bills. And I mean, I could be wrong. He can't, he could move around and be on Juju for a little bit and whatnot, but I don't love it. And Matt's chump quarterback was Big Ben. This Buffalo team's real, man, and not a fan of any of those pass catchers uh, there in Pittsburgh. So, Matt, your champ tight end. My champ tight end of the week is Tyler Higby, and I think this might be my most like biased pick of this whole segment. I, I like that. <laughs> I still think he's such a good value. Um, people aren't really; they're just starting to move him up a little bit on their uh, fantasy draft picks. He's a clear number one here with no Gerald Everett anymore. I think Stafford is gonna gonna find his tight end here with reliable hands. His receivers aren't. I'll get flagged for saying this, but they aren't the super superstars like Galladay and before that Megatron and whatnot. He's got competent receivers, but I think he could fall on his tight end more and he certainly liked them in the past. So I'm looking for Higby to have a big game against what's not the, not the most lax defense in Chicago, but I got him starting a couple places. So bingo, bingo. He's my champ. I mean, he used TJ Hawkinson a lot last year, so yeah, he can do that. Uh, my champ is Logan Thomas uh, at the LA Clippers. And the reason I put him in there is because I don't think Curtis Samuel is going to be there. I think that it's going to be all Terry McLaurin through the air and all Logan Thomas and some Gibson and McKissick. Mm. But I think they can do it. And I think Logan Thomas will be just all right against the charges. <laughs> Your chump tight end. Chump tight end is Kyle Pitts. And this is because I'm not. I'm not making that once in a lifetime breakout first week in the rookie season for a tight end to splash on the scene. I don't even think it's going to, I think he can trend up towards the end of the season, but I don't think Kyle Pitts is what he's been getting drafted at. And if you drafted him there on the hype, then you're going to be starting him. And all I have to say is uh, temper expectations. I'd, if I had another reliable tight end option, which you probably don't, if you took Kyle Pitts at early, I'd start him week one and just see see where Kyle Pitts goes. I took Kyle Pitts in a league that matters to me, and I'm full. Blo- I'm I'm in. I didn't take another yeah. tight end. Don't give a shit. I'm going all in. Hey, <laughs> I mean, on the flip side of that coin comes that he could be a league winner if yeah. he completely rewrites the book on what tight ends are able to do in their first season in the NFL. But everything is like other than Hayden Hurst's existence, there's nothing stopping him with the draft capital, with how they're going to use him, with how many times Matt Ryan throws the ball, with how quality of a quarterback he is. If there is a time for a breakout tight end in the world, it's got to be now. And I I had to do it in a league just to make sure I was on board this rocket ship in case it blasts off. But I get what you're saying. My tight end. Jump. Yeah. Or, oh, God. God. Sorry. I was just going to add to that. This, that's what scares me is Hayden Hurst being there and being a veteran NFL tight end. He could be on the field a lot just for blocking purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much 12 personnel Atlanta runs. And I guess. That's something I should look into. But if they're if they're running a decent amount of twelve personnel, then I could see Kyle Pitts getting more snaps. But mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm concerned, especially because he's more wide receiver esque. If he can keep up with blocking in the NFL, it's to be seen, and that's what's going to get him more snaps and more usage in the end. Yeah, my champ. Nope, start that over. My chump tight ends is Mike Gesicki. New England's got a good defense against the tight end. I'm not really buying it with Gesicki yet. Uh, in Miami with all those weapons that they've added. I'm just not interested. Not interested, especially this week against Miami's, or I'm sorry, New England's defense. No, nah, no, thank you. And Matt, let's toss out our champ defenses. We can't really do chump defenses because that's stupid. That's a stupid seg- part of the segment. So we're just going to give you the positivity. You know, who's your champ defense this week? Mine's Denver. Been talking about it. Uh, they came late in fantasy drafts. If you had a defense league, and they have a good matchup week one and week two. Uh, week one, they're at New York Giants. I think that's going to be doable. Also mentioned that Saquon's kind of questionable here. They, they just got so much going on in offense, and Denver's a good defense to begin with. So I like them a lot in week one, and I think I have them in all my leagues that have defenses. I I, I like it. I have them in at least two of my many leagues, too. My defense champ of the week, it's kind of easy, but it's the L.A. Rams. Uh, with Andy Dalton at the helm in Chicago, I like the Rams to kind of torture him. Uh, Aaron Donald is going to get after it. Jalen Rams is going to get after it. This Rams defense is really, really good, and I'm I'm all about in that first week. So there's your champs. There's your chumps, your starts, your sits. Matt, let's roll. Let's roll into our DFS picks, guys. So what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to talk about daily fantasy sports. We are going to give you our targets and our actual values of each of the five main positions in DFS. When we talk about price, we are talking about FanDuel. Um, Matt and I play that, and that's what we're basing this off of. So DraftKings prices or any other kind of daily fantasy uh, sites, price might be a little bit different, but they're all going to be relatively in the same curve. So Matt, you ready? You ready to rock? I'm ready, Danny. All right, I'm going to toss out the quarterback ones. The tar- quarterback target this week for week one is Jalen Hurts uh, at Atlanta for seven thousand six hundred bucks. That's like tenth or something like that for quarterbacks. Atlanta. Let's remember last year, all we did on the show was target players who were playing against Atlanta's defense. So unless that has improved immediately over, the- like no, 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 no. Hurts is going to run. He's going to throw. It's going to be amazing, and you're going to get a bargain out of that. And my value at quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. And that's specifically because he's playing against the Houston Texans defense, and I'm not really interested in much, of, even though I just picked him in my confidence picks. I don't, I'm not buying anything good. This is a gold situation for Trevor Lawrence to enter the NFL against Houston for 6800 bucks. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, I'm going to roll on right from that with my running back uh, picks. Uh, my target is James Robinson. He's down at 5,900, which that's almost a value pick. Pretty much is a value pick for a running back. But I think yeah. this is my target right here because he's playing at Houston. There's no Travis Etienne. And they do have a rookie quarterback. They might have to rely on the running back a little bit more who just completely lit the world on fire last year. And if also on the flip side of that, if they get up early, then they're still going to rely on the running back. James Robinson is going to have a good, good game here, and he's like, I don't know, it's like the 20th running back on the board. You go down a 
a few hundred dollars and you get my value and that's Tevin Coleman at Carolina at 5,400 bucks. And it's not the sexiest name this year, but guess what? He's top of the depth chart right now um, on the jets and behind him is Ty Johnson and Michael Carter, who I don't. And I think Michael Carter is a little injured right now. Um, So I think it's going to be the Tevin Coleman show this week and I'll play that for 5,400 bucks. Hell yeah. Yeah, Michael Carter, I think, is like fourth on the Jets depth chart right now. It's not, he's not even a thing right now. It's Seven Coleman and Ty Johnson, and that's it. So, yeah, I, we punted that at, during DFS, the running back position. I completely agree. My target wide receiver is Calvin Ridley against Philadelphia. Ooh, I'm excited about Calvin Ridley. I talked about him on a previous show about he's the guy that I didn't get any shares of, and I'm so disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. 8100 bucks worth it against Philadelphia. Hell yes. And my value is Jalen Waddle. I'm a big fan of Jalen Waddle this week. 5200 bucks. There's no Will Fuller. That is why I'm a big Jalen Waddle fan this week is because they don't know. Where's he at? I like him too. I like him too. Um, Jalen Waddle though, there's no tape on this guy and he going to eat. It's going to be two at a Waddle, Alabama to Alabama. I love it for fifty two hundred bucks. Take it. Parker is another nine hundred bucks too. Yeah, no thanks. No, I'll take the the cheaper one. I got tight ends. My target is going to be Dallas Goddard. He's certainly not my the hottest right now because the whole Ertz is still lingering around there. And what's his involvement going to be? But again, picking on Atlanta here. And Danny said we used to pick on Atlanta for every position, but no, specifically we picked on. <laughs> For tight, ends. for tight ends, yeah. yes, and uh, got got her to only fifty nine hundred dollars, which is the fourth highest uh, tight end, but still a dramatic fall off from your top like Kelsey's. Uh, so it's a it's easier to swallow. I think he's going to get great usage, great targets here, and good matchup. So Dallas Goddard, is you going to stack them, stack them with Hertz like my my uh, target QB? It's not. A terrible decision. Um, it all depends on where you fill in in between. Obviously, as Danny mentioned earlier, we're not going through studs because studs are usually just the highest valued, and you can you can find out the studs. We're just trying to give you the, the targets and the values uh, here. So you fill in with some studs around Hertz and Goddard, and you're going to be doing okay. My value at tight end is a Mr. Logan Thomas and Danny really gave the spiel on that guy during his champs of the week. So I won't get into it too much. He's 5,600 bucks saving $300 after Goddard. And doesn't sound like a lot, but 300 bucks when you're setting a DFS lineup is a lot. So um, feel free to go with Logan Thomas. He's going to have a great game too. My uh, so for DST, uh, my target is the Carolina Panthers against the New York jets, 4,600 bucks. We don't know what Zach Wilson is going to bring you these, this Jets team, and they were trash last year. So that's not so bad. And the value, I've got the Chargers against Washington. And it didn't feel great, Matt, but for 4300 bucks. But as much as we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick and how great he is and how much we love him, which we do and we should, he does go rogue sometimes. He does go full Jameis Winston at times. And he can whip, <laughs> they can whip three touchdowns and three picks all and 15 minutes span. So you can get some turnovers well, there. I mean, you can just take advantage of James Winston this week too, right? Oh, Go Green Bay defense, right? Nah, nah. 
Nah, I'm steering clear of that. All right, Matt. You ready to close this thing? I'll talk about the listener leak. What we got cooking? Maybe. Want me to start? You want to start? You want me to start? You go ahead and start. Let me go. All right. I'm playing Pitts Creek this week. Paul is my matchup. Um, I'm looking at who he's got cooking over here. I'm not liking the wide receivers that I have to play against. He's got Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins. And then he he paired those two guys with Jarvis Landry. And I know that I've been poo-pooing Jarvis Landry, but he will have a base. You know what I mean? He's going to have a foundation there at wide receiver with Jarvis Landry's catches and whatever, and then blow it up with Hill and Hopkins. So I'm not loving that. Um, I'm not loving playing against Ryan Tannehill because I'm a Titans fan. That's going to be really uncomfortable the entire game as I watch. I, I'm not really afraid of his running backs. Josh Jacobs, he's been out. We didn't really talk about that. Undisclosed reason. They're talking about it being a personal reason, so he should be okay. But Jacobs and Henderson, eh. You talked about Pitts. I'm big on Pitts, and that's who he's playing against me. I got Hawkinson, so I'm not too worried. But he's got a good team. He's got a good team, and there is high potential for his wide receivers to just punch me right in my teeth. So that's what I'm most afraid of in this matchup. But uh, I think I got the advantage of running back. He's got the advantage of wide receiver. And he's got the advantage with Ryan Tannehill that, with that golden arm. Deep shot, Tannehill. Deep shot. Yeah. Who you got uh, Who you got up in the listener league? I am playing against who want the smoke. Mm. Um, mm. Who does well, want the smoke? I guess I'll start with what I'm scared about over there. Lammy Jackson. We we certainly have not been high on him in the preseason or I guess preseason and offseason, but we all know what kind of offensive firepower Lamar Jackson can bring to the table. It wasn't more than two years ago that he was just lighting the fantasy for world on fire. So if he returns to that form against Las Vegas, I'm in trouble. And that's on Monday oh. night. Is that kind of a bummer for you? Is that it'll you all be have, over? Yeah, you gotta have a good lead. Um, if you if you want to feel comfortable there, and it's, yeah. it's, you're never safe either. Yeah. Um, after that, he has Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but Danny's made me feel better about that because he was a <laughs> uh, bust of his this week. That's cool. Um, and then I'm not scared about a lot of the other players, and I'll read them off. And Danny, you can you can tell me if I should be more scared. All right. We got. <clears throat> Barkley, who I mentioned is almost a sit for me this week. He's he's questionable, and this team is questionable, and they're playing against a defense I like. He has Mike Evans, who just is not my favorite receiver on Tampa Bay. My favorite receiver might be Antonio Brown there right now. Um, mine, mine is mine's still Godwin, but I know you're down on him. But Mike Evans has that constant possibility of scoring three touchdowns, and so. Dangerous, dangerous. All this has to say is that's a crowded receiving core. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is in a starting lineup at the moment. I'm not scared about that. Um, and then Cooper Cup, not scared about that. I haven't been big on these guys all offseason. I, I like I, Cup. See, I'm, I'm a big fan yeah, of Cup. Well, I will say that I did speak to Juju being um, potentially big this year in the slot for Pittsburgh because I think Big Ben might have to gravitate there. Uh but I want to see it before I believe it. And you know what? Show me. Mm. 
Ertz is a starting tight end, which I think is uh, not not the best option there. Could be um, sneaky. We have no made, idea what they're going to do with Goddard and Ertz there. I don't know. Absolutely. So um, I'm not expecting much there, but show me again. Sammy Watkins <laughs> in the flex. Sammy Watkins. I guess he's stacking him with Lamar Jackson. So that's something I think that's the idea. That's that's exactly what I was thinking there is he's got Watkins in there instead of Marcus Callaway, which I thought was interesting. I feel like and Mike Williams for the the Clippers. I feel like in the end, he may go with Callaway. Um, I like Callaway more, but I think he may be going for that stack like you're just saying, which isn't a bad idea, but. And then he has Butka as kicker and NDD on my side of the ball. I got Dak Prescott, who's a stud, but he's going against Tampa Bay's defense. So um, that's a little scary. And he's done on Thursday night. So you always have that. If he doesn't do amazing, you're like, oh, I'm already so far <laughs> down for like three days until Sunday rolls around. Yeah. But I'm really liking my running backs, Chubb and Gibson. And then my receivers, Thielen, Robinson and Brandon Cooks. Um, aren't the strongest, but I, I think they're stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and Logan Thomas, he's a clear-cut number one on his team at tight end. And as Danny mentioned earlier, Curtis Samuel is probably going to be out. So that helps his target share. Mike Davis in my flex. I've been talking him up all year. Young Hueku at kicker yeah. and Buffalo D. Um, I'm, I'm feeling confident. Looks like Sleeper has me edged in the favor, but, you know, Anything can happen. Week one fantasy football is usually a lot a lot of your biggest surprises. So yeah. gotta give your opponent some respect. Yeah, that Jackson Watkins ready to punch you right in the gut. I'll tell you what, Watkins, the man has some uh veteran talent. Sure. You hands. are a big Watkins fan historically on this show. 94 episodes. You've mentioned them 94 times, right? <laughs> no, that can't be right. But hey. That's it for this episode, guys. Good luck week one. Oh, we're finally here. Enjoy it. Don't dwell on things. Just have a good time. Drink one or two or seven or eight or 12 beers and just feel good about yourself. Make sure you put plenty of wing dip on your watermelon. Matt, take us away. Remember, have fun with it. Good luck, champs. Good luck, champs.